Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. Good afternoon, beer geeks. I'm assuming there's not going to be many listeners this week because you're all going to be down the pub, right? They're all down the bloody pub, mate. Friday, 5pm. <laughs> Are you joking? Yeah, no one's no one's listening. Maybe they're listening in a in a fetal position sometime on Saturday afternoon, uh, shaking in their in their beds at the amount of booze that they consumed the night before, and questioning what, what a wonderful thought their life. Um, Maybe we should we should do this episode as ASMR to you know just send some chills down some spines and remind them that life is going to be okay. It's okay. You will want to drink beer again next Friday. The anxiety will fade. <laughs> your your memory is shot. So by this time next week, you'll want to do it all again. <laughs> oh, God, I laugh because it's true. Uh, Bradley, have you been to the pub? Oh, mate, have I been to the pub. I have been to several of the pubs. Uh, several of my favourite the pubs in South London. You've been London. to several pubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so man. on was it Monday? Yeah, Monday night I went to Dog and Bell, which I've mentioned many a time on here. Uh, great death for Boozer, and I drank uh, my first pint in my first pub pint in however many months was it November last year? December. Yeah, it would have been, I, oh, I think November. I think we went back into lockdown very start of December. Yeah, so I had I I drank a pint at the Royal Albert. It was my last pint. Uh, I think I had a siren or something, siren town wave. And then my first pint back in was Colonel, uh, a Colonel Pale. I think it was a Citra one. It's a strong stuff. Um, and it was glorious. Um, and and just so great to be back in a pub momentarily to order the beer and then going and standing outside on a street uh, with a couple of mates. Just watching the sun go down and quaffing great pub fresh pints. So that was awesome. And then I, I've, last night I went and got sausage and mash at my sort of spiritual home, the Royal Albert in uh, New Cross. So, um, yeah, that was also awesome. What about you, and mate? What... Have you been, been to any pubs? Well, I was in a pub on Monday, but I was working. I was filming a promotional video for them for the launch. Nice. Um, and I managed to have a slice of pizza and about half of a pint um, in between takes. Great Otherwise, stuff. no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have not been to the pub yet, which is pretty heartbreaking. However, on Saturday, um, 
I was shooting uh, shooting photos and uh, hanging around with Miles Jenner, head brewer of Harvey's Brewery down at, at Harvey's Brewery in Lewis. So Amazing. not only did I get out of London, I then went to a brewery and drank lots of beer. Um so I had a tour with him. He's he's an amazing guy. Like the stories he can tell, the history. I was learning all about Harvey's yeast, which is sixty years old. Nice. Um, he he backs it up in a yeast bank, but otherwise it's been the same sort of family, the same descendants for for over sixty years. So it's nearly as old as as Miles is. Um, and he nearly lost it during the pandemic, which Blimey. was he said if anything was going to take me under, it wasn't you know bills, it wasn't wages, it wasn't the lack of sales, it was my yeast dying. And my beer oh, never good. tasting the same again. Wow, that would have been uh, heartbreaking. It would have been. Um, you, would, you could see genuine, genuine fear in his eyes. Um, but uh, we had a lovely time. They've got a little tasting room where they usually finish their tours, and we uh, had a lovely time sampling through lots of different things: Easter ales, Christmas ales, Imperial stouts, lots of Harvey's wow. best, um, and a lovely—I forget the name of it—but a lovely sort of just hoppy floral beer that was uh hopped with a an english variety i hadn't heard of and i can't remember it again um, nice oh no maybe it's just pioneer but yeah a classic british hop it was lovely amazing it's a beautiful part of the world uh down in lewis for anyone there's some great great pubs there and obviously harvey's is is just i think it's one of the most beautiful pubs on on the river um it's just very scenic, brewery, isn't it most beautiful brewery Sorry, brewery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just got pubs on the brain, Johnny. I'm sort of <laughs> Quite plotting right, where where I might go this evening. But uh, yeah, man, that's that's great stuff. Wonderful. It was a a great way, you know. Working on a Saturday doesn't get much better than a brewery tour and a couple of hours in a tasting room. I couldn't couldn't really complain about that one. Um, Amen to that. Yeah. So I have I have had Carscale despite not having had time to go to the pub yet. But I'm sure I'm sure that will change um, this weekend. Talking of Carscale, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Um, we we did a bit of a, a video, a sort of almost a, a love letter to uh, Five Points Best this week, didn't we? Um, we did. It was um, it was well timed, wasn't it? I didn't really think about it, was. it. It wasn't on purpose that we we did a uh, a story about Casket Hill the very week that the pubs opened. But yeah, it was very much a love letter to Best Bit of the Style and to Maritotta and Fuggle the Hop, all all of which make the beautiful Five Points Best bitter, which was. Um, it's been one of my favourite beers over the last couple of years, certainly in terms of like the beers you keep returning to and having by the pint. Yeah, I think it's 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 a perfect pub pint, isn't it? You know that, that you go to a pub for something like that, which you struggle to get anywhere else. Like you know the the home keg, the home, sorry, the home casks are actually amazing that they brought out, but you know they only keep for a few days. Whereas um, you know you, you you know that you can go down your your favourite local boozer. And you're going to get a great uh, pint of cask whenever you go there. Um, you'd, you'd, you'd certainly hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you make a you make a fine point that you know cask ale is the one thing that you can't. I mean, there's lots of news about supermarket beer with what Cloudwater did this week, but it's one thing you can't get in a supermarket, and that's cask with a sparkler. Mm. So nice. Um, it was it was really nice. A couple of weeks when we did our live show with Five Points to to be able to indulge in plenty of cask best. Um, and yeah, I mean, when I do go to the pub, which hopefully is only a matter of hours away, um, I will definitely be going straight to the cask pumps, not the keg pumps, because I've been drinking a lot of canned beer that's very similar to to keg, but nothing like cask. Something to look forward to, mate. 
Something to look forward to, exactly. So if you haven't seen the video from this week, though, there's also something to look forward to there. It's a great chat with Greg Hobbs, who's the head brewer at Five Points. He makes amazing beer and is really... um, I love how in tune he is and how excited he is by the actual ingredients he uses beyond you know beyond the hops but also including the hops and we have a good chat about maris otter a little chat about the yeast and how it adds this you know pretty unique kind of oakiness to the beer that i'd kind of assumed was the woody element from the foggle hops but actually mm. he says no no that's that's a characteristic that they found in the in the yeast that they use the classic classic british ale yeast so you'll, you'll learn a lot even if you think you know a lot about best bitter greg greg's got some uh, some insight for you um did you find any insight in the comments brad yeah, I sure did. Um, I got a comment from Alistair Reese who said, great to see Best Bitters getting some love among newer breweries, especially for such an underrated hop as Fuggles. Uh, I believe he's based out in the US and he, he basically just said, it's it's very difficult to, to find Best Bitters over there and, and Fuggles is, is very rare. So, um, yeah. Yeah, when, when, when the craft beer movement kicked off in the US, one of the styles that was brewed quite a lot was the, the ESB. So the, mm. the, the Fuller's in Fuller's inspired kind of strong, slightly sweet bitter. Um, so there was ESB over in the States for a long time. I remember drinking Red Hook ESB on my first trip to America as, as a beer lover and kind of enjoying it. But having it on keg does defeat a lot of the point of, of that smooth, rich, unctuous kind of Marisotta feel. Um, so yeah, I think I think it was just it just wasn't hoppy enough for Americans once they got a taste for their own American hops. It sort of sort of died off. And now, as we saw in our five points video, there are American and Canadian breweries doing cask ale in the states, um, which is really really exciting. And we saw it also at Forrester, Maine. We can put a link to that video um, yeah. in the description for the podcast because that was an amazing cask ale and saison focused kind of brewery. Yeah, incredible stuff they're doing out there. It was it was a real just uh, just a little gem on our trip that time to find those guys was was insane to think that they're making all those styles over there that we, we just wouldn't associate with like American uh, sort of brewing as we know it um, kind of mind blowing yeah and like the setting as well like this beautiful townhouse and they decked it out like mm. a classic sort of British pub it was it's not our most popular video it's done okay but. You know, if I wanted to show people that we on the Craft Beer channel don't just focus on the hype stuff and we tell lots of different stories, that's the first one I'd I'd point them to because it's such a unique setting, such incredible unique beer, like the yeasts that all come from the cherry tree outside and all this. It's just it's just got everything that brewery and, and Carscale at the heart of it sort of shows what you know, Carscale doesn't need to be this fusty old way of pouring beer in the UK. Like over in America, it's seen as exotic and exciting and hyper craft. And, and I wish, I wish we could give it that reputation over here a little bit, uh, which is one why we day so hard on bitter one day, one day, mate, one day we get there one day. And, and, <laughs> and for, for your commenter, I hope it, I hope it happens for him in the States. Hope it gets, gets a bit more commonplace. Any other comments, um, Bradders? Uh, I just, I just had one from, uh, Gilliam Borosay. He's, he just said, so nice to find uh, this format back uh, of, of a brewery to meet the brewer. So, you know, th- <laughs> yeah. this is something which we, we, we obviously historically do a lot on the channel. But with, with the last year plus of global pandemic, we haven't been able to get out and about, Johnny. So it is lovely to get back speaking to people, the, the people that make the beers and, and going to the places where they make the beers. 
Um, it's something we're we're really looking forward to to doing again as uh, you know as we sort of progress into the coming months. Yeah, hundred percent. It's been it's been really tough for us to have to you know we've had to completely reinvent what the craft beer channel has been because of the inability for us to travel. So, you know, we went down homebrew, we created the What Even Is series where we dived into history that was all sort of just research I was doing in books and and online and stuff like that. But really, you know, we the whole point of the Craft Beer Channel when we started it was to get away from that sort of bedroom vlogging, beer reviewing um, element of, of beer tube. So the fact that we've had to stay at home has been really frustrating there's a comment i had to bite my lip a little bit there was a comment on this video from somebody going like cbc travel all over the world but think the uk is just london and you're like well yeah it's because we haven't left london since march last year like before that i think we were pretty yeah yeah, we were pretty pretty even split we've got videos all over the uk up until a year ago when yeah we've the last three brewery tours have been london breweries because it was illegal to go anywhere else mate so chill your beans that's it as well and also like when we're making content we're sort of we try and you know london obviously is is easier for us to make content in because we live here but you know if we if we go up <laughs> up to the north or wherever we need to make sure that we we can make enough films uh that make our journey sort of worthwhile which is why i guess you know when people people might make a comment about us sort of going around the world yeah we might go around the world but we've got we've got you know we're working every single day uh, you know, eighteen-hour days making cranking out of videos while we're there to try and maximize. One of us is sober each day because we're driving. Oh, that's mate, that's the, the real sacrifice. That is the killer. <laughs> that is the absolute killer. But um, yeah, so it's I guess yeah you know yeah once once we're able to to get back out all around the country, we've got loads of stuff planned. Absolutely, yeah, and we've we've already got stuff stuff. Um piling up stuff we want to make and stuff that we're planning so watch out for that we will be getting out of london we promise um i really enjoyed a comment from manitoba one um he said i can't think of another beer style that showcases malt hop and yeast flavors all at the same time as well as bitter synergy is an overused word but i've got to agree with the brewer here and i think you know that that's what the joy of the bitter is you know although it's called bitter because it was to differentiate it from the other less hopped beers at the time back in the 19th century it's really not about the hops but it's also not about the yeast or the malt or the water it's it's all of those things in in perfect balance where you almost don't know what flavor is coming from what part of the beer it's just sort of amalgamated into one that's a really good point like where you said you know where that that sort of woodiness was coming from um in best uh but but yeah do you think it should be, should it be called balance then instead of bitter <laughs> we try and rename it i think didn't we say that in the live show possibly it should be called balance yeah, and that was a good line so. yeah we need to we need to find we need to find a way of putting that on a t-shirt i think it's great it should be balanced not bitter um mm. and also you know bitter is not a very nice term for a beer anyway um no sounds so i can understand why people are changing it to amber ale mostly um mm. on on the labels but yeah i mean we're huge fans of bitter when i drink in the pub if i see a bitter on that's going to be the first thing that i go for if it's on cast because just for me that that's something you can't get elsewhere and it i don't know pubs to me smell and taste um of bitters in my brain weird yeah yeah definitely 100 percent uh kind of yeah it's in there isn't it hardwired that's the sort of aroma you might you might get
This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London craft beer festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. Absolutely. We should probably just spilt beer or the fact that I've already had two or three in a different pub. But hey, there we go. Um, so this week uh, we have a, a, a poetic question. It it sound, It's almost like um, like Edgar Allan Poe poet uh, poem. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's definitely. dark and it's, it's moody. Definitely gothic. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it comes from Sean Brewer, who I think this is his third question on the podcast. If you if you want to mix it up, get some other voices in, you can email your question, either written or you can record it, uh, to craftbeerboys at gmail.com and we'll answer it as soon as we get a chance on the next podcast. Um, but this week, yeah, we, we, we'll hand over to the, the, the poet laureate that is Sean Brewer with his bizarre homebrew question. Hi, Johnny and Brad. Sean Brewer here, got another question. Once upon a time, I used to be a regular home brewer. The world was my oyster, regularly used to brew some nice pale ales. However, darkness once struck. During the fermentation process, I had an infestation of maggots in the fermenting tub. This spilled over into the kitchen, and unfortunately, I've been banned by the other half from ever homebrewing again. However, since watching your homebrew video recently on uh, when you brewed the best bitter, installing a real ale pump in your kitchen, Johnny, very well done. I've been inspired to dust off my gear once again. However, I would have to now caveat this with the fact I can no longer brew in the kitchen, but will have to take my operation outside which isn't a bad thing because the summer months are ahead however i understand there are pitfalls with brewing in the summer particularly with temperature control any advice on kits or other home brewing equipment i should be looking at or tips when brewing outside would be greatly appreciated thanks guys love the work and loving beer so first i mean sean you've got to come back at us and explain how the hell maggots you know, I've heard of infections in my time, but good lord, maggots. Maggots, and I mean, like, maggots don't sort of generally arrive, they won't just be one maggot, they'll be like a plague of maggots. So, <laughs> that just sounds horrendous. Um, I hope you obviously caught them before they turned into a, a you know, a, a siege of flies, because nobody wants that in their uh, kitchen. I'm not surprised the missus is... Uh, banned you from brewing indoors mate it sounds yeah. like uh that was a wild a wild uh homebrew session you had going on there mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't want to know what yeast you used for that um yeah. so yeah i mean that 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 aside 
maggots aside, not a phrase I thought I'd say on this podcast. Um, <laughs> brew, I mean, brewing outside is 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 fine. You know, it's it's got its weather challenges, but it's also just nice to be outside. And I, yeah. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm just saying that because I've been stuck inside for a year. But um, I really enjoy brewing outside. I used to home brew a little bit on my friend's roof terrace. Those are the kind of circles I uh, I move in. That sounds um, classy. <laughs> but I get I guess the real issue is the fermentation because that's where you might uh get an infection or or, or indeed maggots. Um so you know, brewing outside is really easy. You use, you know, an extension cord for your grandfather or a propane burner if you're um if you're doing sort of the boiling bag. Um in terms of the fermentation outside, that's that's really tricky. Um the first bit of advice I would say is embrace it. Um, the temperature is going to fluctuate hugely. Um, so the best thing I could say is is brew according to the season. So if it's going to be really warm, brew a Saison. Because particularly, you know, Saisons like the Dubon strain, they'll be fine at 30 degrees. In fact, they'll love it at 30 degrees. So have a little think about that and see if you can um, make it work that way. You know, yeasts, uh, lager yeast like to ferment at about eight before you cold crash them. So, you know, if it's winter and it's probably around eight degrees, brew lagers in, in winter. Um, but there's other stuff you can do. I did some reading to see what other people have done. One fairly good suggestion which would work in summer is if you get your, your bucket fermenter and just submerge it mostly in water, like up beyond the beer line, the actual water itself, even in hot, hot summer, won't vary more than a couple of degrees either way. So what you're saying is, Johnny, put it in the garden pond. Put it in the garden pond. Well, maybe not nice. the pond. That would probably be too cold. No. But oh, like, okay. I'm thinking also there might be other creatures in the pond. Pond life. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd maybe like, you know, maggots. You, <laughs> maybe even that. <laughs> but, you know, maybe like if you can get like a, a big plastic, bigger plastic bucket to put it in. Yeah, yeah. Fill that with water up to the water line. And that will just reduce the variation to, to a couple of degrees. Um, however, you can't really do that in winter because it takes... Um, you know, the water could really, really chill down. Uh, it might work for cold crashing, but it might not be ideal for uh, for fermentation. So winter, stick to lagers, basically. And in summer, water bath. It's very sensible suggestions, Johnny. My, my suggestion, Sean, is invest in a cave. Um, <laughs> dig, do you, dig a do cave. you live near a cave? Could you build a cave? Could you dig a cave? Um because I feel like, you know, you kind of want to be uh, working underground because as soon as you get to s- below ground level, uh, the earth will- keeps a very consistent temperature throughout the year. So uh, I don't know. What do you what do you think about potentially almost burying your your beer, Johnny? Uh, is that insane? There are definitely maggots underground. That's for sure. <laughs> or but, worms. Um, I mean, there's precedent for that. You know, that used to happen a long time ago yeah. that they would literally, they, they'd brew the beer and then put the fermenters, usually like an amphora or something. They'd yeah. bury it into the ground where the temperature was much more... Um, consistent. Uh, consistent, exactly. Yeah. And probably a little bit lower as well. Um, yeah. So that, that's definitely an option, but I'm not sure whether your partner will be delighted by you digging up the garden. Well, I guess at least if it's underground, you're not looking at it. You could look at it like that, you know, all she's going to see is the top of an amphora or something, right? My suggestion, Sean, is just buy a big garden gnome, stick it on the top. You don't have to look at it. There you go. 
Perfect. There you go. Some some less practical. Well, actually, no. The gnome is pretty practical. To be fair to yeah. you, the the whole digging thing less so. Um, I don't know, just pretend you're gardening. Like yeah, could I'm planting make, a could, beer tree. Could you, making a beer tree. Could you make the fermenter? Could you cover it? It could you do like a home improvement, um, home makeover show style thing? Maybe you cover it in in bamboo on the outside, and then stick a plant pot on the top of it. So it looks like a garden feature, but really, that's your camouflage um, it. That's your fermenter. Yeah, you're camouflaging it. So you could say, darling, I've made this wonderful bamboo-clad podium to put your favourite garden plants on top of. What do you reckon? Earn some brownie points, right? There you go. Turn... Turn that frown around. You can, you can make it work for you, Sean. I can see Talk, it now. Talking, talking of of um, ways to get get partners on side when it comes to home brewing. I have learned for sure that the best way to justify having a beer fridge um, and a lot of brewing equipment in your kitchen is to brew exactly what your partner really enjoys drinking. So if she is a beer lover, brew the styles that that she'd want to drink because then it's much easier to justify. It's like, well, you like the last batch. So, nice. yeah, exactly. Less passive aggressive than I just did it, but um, <laughs> that's one way of uh, of persuading partners or housemates that that there's there's a benefit to this equipment being here, or to digging up the garden, or to the ugly garden gnome that is now in the middle of your lawn. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, there you go. There's some sound advice from me and Brad about how to persuade people that homebrewing is fine, um, and that leads us to the end of this week's podcast. We don't actually know what next week's video is going to be currently because we've reached the end of the current batch uh, and Brad and I need to meet again and do some filming. We try to meet as little as possible to, for COVID reasons. But we will have a very exciting episode, I'm sure, just once we've decided what it is. Exactly, guys. Um, I mean, also, we do read all of your comments. So, you know, send us your ideas for content that you want us to make. Obviously, I've, I've started lowbrow now. My my very uh, l- lowbrow take on um, beer cheats for for uh, geeks, and uh, I, I'm I'm looking for all sorts of suggestions on what products I should be reviewing. You know, silly stuff, amazing stuff, things that are life changingly awesome about beer. You know, send us out, uh, send them our way, and I will try and review them. There we go. Alrighty. Well, love and beer until Wednesday. Uh, when who knows it might even be a low bar episode that we pull out of our asses Um, (laughs) but I promise you it's going to be great either way The Bubble Podcast is brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's Craft Beer Channel head to youtube.com slash the craft beer channel to watch this week's video and over 400 more exciting episodes if you love what we do please 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 do subscribe and even join our patreon at patreon.com slash craft beer channel love and beer